Going into our interview panels when we're trying to land a career in the fire service, you may hear the question, what does success mean to you? For all the other questions you'll get asked, you should be sure enough in what drives you, who you are, and what you want that you shouldn't skip a beat. If you don't have an idea of what it looks like to be successful, then how will you know what you need to do to achieve it? The only way to measure improvement is to have some kind of metric for measure. In this case, what is your definition of success? In today's episode, I'm going to talk about why you need to identify what success means to you, and I'll give you some steps that you can take to start on your path. a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. I don't watch much TV, but... I'm a huge fan of the television show, The Office. I've probably watched the entire series maybe like 10 times or so. I love it so much because it's gotten multiple layers in regards to quality writing, skillful improvisational acting, and no laugh track. You guys know what a laugh track is? It's that fake laugh that producers put on sitcoms to cue the audience as to what you should think is funny. It's literally programming of your mind. They don't call it a program out of coincidence, right? Next time you guys watch a show, if they have a laugh track, try laughing every time that they push that little button. It's ridiculous. Anyway, as I'm re-watching the show, I realized something about the boss, Michael Scott. He bases his success as a boss not on profit, not on numbers and financial gain for the company, but on whether or not his subordinates like him or think he is their friend. His branch is under continual threat of being closed down because he's so ignorant to the whole reason the company he works for even exists. Instead, he's distracted by using the office as his stage for comedic performance and his position as a way to inflate his unwarranted ego. Yes, there are a few times where he is somewhat validated by his ability. However, these instances are few and far between. Watching Michael Scott in action stuck out to me this time in a different way because I couldn't help but reflect on what I define 
as success. I began a process of journaling and looking inside to determine what success means to me. And in my mini journey this week, I learned that it was best for me to take the general term of success and niche it down. Realizing that my definition of success in conjunction with holding to my core values may not help me when it comes to promotional opportunities, I needed to make a decision. This crossroads of sorts is best exemplified by a story presented by John Boyd in one of my most favorite books, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. John Boyd was a U.S. Air Force fighter pilot and Pentagon consultant whose theories have been highly influential in the military, sports organizations, business, and litigation fields. He tells a story of a fork in the road. He raised his hand and pointed, If you go that way, you can be somebody. You'll have to make compromises, and you'll have to turn your back on your friends and the people that you serve. But you will be a member of the club, and you'll get promoted, and you'll get good assignments. And then Boyd raised his other hand and pointed in the other direction. Or you can go that way, and you can do something. Something for your country, and something for yourself. If you decide you want to do something, you may not get promoted, and you may not get the good assignments, and you certainly will not be a favorite of your superiors or even your, your co-workers. But you won't have to compromise yourself. You'll be true to your friends, to the people you serve, and to yourself. And your work might make a real difference. To be somebody or to do something. In life, there's often a roll call. That's when you'll have to make a decision, to be or to do. Then he asked, which way will you go? So in my quest to help me identify what success means to me and whether or not I wanted to be someone or do something, I did some searching on the internet as per usual. I looked up quotes, I read articles, and I came across some hilarious memes. However, everything I was reading was something that someone else had defined. Everything I was reading was someone else's definition of what success meant to them. I needed to find a process that I could present to you all so that you can take the steps needed st to strategically start to think about how you define success. I'm going to share those strategies with you now, but I want you to remember you only get out of things what you put into them. Write down your thoughts in regards to these things that I'm going to share with you and apply it to your life. So, number one, look at your proudest achievements. Write down five accomplishments that you're most proud of. Maybe it's that you've paid off your vehicle. Maybe it's that you're debt-free. Or maybe it's something as simple as successfully baking a cake that actually turned out good. These don't have to be your biggest accomplishments. They just have to be significant to you. Something that stood out to you. Yes, graduating high school is something that most people do, but maybe you were facing unseen challenges that compounded your struggle, and maybe graduating high school is one of those achievements. Or maybe you reached that weight loss benchmark you've been working so hard toward. Regardless of what it is, or how significant you feel it may appear to someone else, write it down. After you've got five accomplishments written down, try to identify a common thread or two. Was there an element of courage present in all of them? What about an element of discipline, 
or selflessness or intelligence? What's the thing that's tying them together? The common themes tell you what defines your long-term vision of success. For example, when I did this exercise, my common theme was focus. When I identify a problem and focus on it until it's no longer an issue, I feel really successful because I've removed that problem from my life or someone else's life. Number two, challenge your assumptions. So take that piece of paper, flip it over, and make a list of things that have proved to be less than satisfying than you thought they'd be. So for example, I adhere to a regimented diet where I carb cycle. I go very carb lean for two days, and then I carb it up on day three. And I've been doing this for over a year now, close to a year, I think it's been over a year. In the beginning, I would really look forward to my high carb days and go a little overboard with it. But now that I've adopted carb cycling, not necessarily as a diet, but as a lifestyle, I don't really pay attention to focusing on those high carb days as much as I used to. I sometimes don't even remember that today might be a high carb day because the quote reward of having a lot of carbs was fleeting and honestly put me further away from my goal, like in the long run, not in huge ways, but in smaller ways over time. So I've made adjustments. I put more days in between my high carb days. Sometimes I go three days. Sometimes I go five days. But by challenging my assumptions on a regimen that would work, I adapted it to fit my personal tastes, goals, and behaviors. By doing that, I replaced the templated idea of success with my own personal definition of it. Number three, create levels of success. Success can sometimes imply that it took a really long time to manifest. However, part of defining your own vision of the idea of success means identifying what it would mean in the next couple of days, hours, or even minutes. You've heard me talk about James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, in previous episodes, and how he supports the practice of accomplishing smaller microhabits to build larger, more significant ones. I've done this for years with something that I call my hot list, and I've mentioned this before too, but my hot list is a list of five things that are non-negotiables for the day. So for example, write for 30 minutes or run for 40 minutes or finish framing up the chicken coop. It should be something that's specific to that day. And the more unique, the better. And the less likely your daily goals will fall into that complacency limbo. So if you have read for 15 minutes a day constantly on your hot list, then eventually you won't even see it on your list anymore. If it's something that you just have there all the time, it's going to kind of disappear. Make it specific. Something like read chapter five in Stealing Fire, which happens to be the book that I'm reading right now. All of these smaller goals help me move toward larger ones that I've got written down for the year, like read 24 books in 2020 and contribute to my culture by writing a book. Before adopting the idea of working on the smaller goals and successes, I wouldn't consider it a success until the ultimate goal was finished, which was incredibly daunting and, and amazingly unmotivating. By reframing these smaller goals and successes, you feel much more accomplished, capable, and proud. Personally, I define success in two ways. A, that I have financial abundance that allows me freedom, and B, that I'm doing right by the people under my care. 
These are my driving motivators. I couldn't care less about whether or not I would win some popularity contest based on whether or not people from a marginalized group like me. I don't care. I don't care about that. I've had firsthand experiences that have shown me that it doesn't matter if people like you or not. You can climb to the highest rank and salary of a fire service organization and still not be liked. Now, I hear people say, well, they didn't do it the right way and other nonsense and BS like that. But if they're the ones who've been rewarded by their disliked or atrocious behavior and lack of knowledge and skill, then isn't it the system that's broken? Doesn't it signify that the organization's core values and mission statement are way off base? To me, that's what it signifies. To me, it sounds like the core values and mission are nothing more than a lie and just something to slap on a website in order to save face. To me, that's a complete lack of integrity. So rather than base success on what someone else is telling you it is, try investing some time in yourself and identifying what success means to you. This is a way you can remove the overwhelm, you can take actionable steps towards something bigger, and ultimately achieve the success that you've clearly defined for yourself, becoming the person, the firefighter, or the parent that you want to be. Make it a goal right now to sit down this weekend and actually go through this process. Look at your proudest achievements and write down five that stand out to you. Challenge your assumptions by writing down things that weren't as great as you thought they might be. And create levels of success by writing down a hot list every day. Five non-negotiables every day. As you do this, I can promise that you'll start observing positive changes in your life as you'll be dismissing what other people are trying to put on you. And you'll be defining your life on your own terms. Don't be subject to the people and systems around you. Create your own system for what success means. As you do this, your level of fulfillment will improve and you'll be better equipped to help those around you who may be feeling stifled by their environment. As always, thank you for listening to the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. Please subscribe and share these episodes with someone who you think should hear them. As we delve deeper into these topics, we can come together and help each other learn and grow. I'm interested to see what you guys come up with in the Facebook group. If you want to join the group, do a search for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast Facebook group and click to join. This is where we as firefighters and EMS professionals can come together and dive deeper into the topics discussed on the show. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Ignited.